You're listening to Spoken Bride, a podcast for Catholic brides and newlyweds chasing authentic love and divine romance. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Audrey Harold, and I'm the podcast host for Spoken Bride. Today, we're going to be uh, going through some answers to the question, how did you know that your husband was the man for you? I think a lot of times in movies, you know, there's a big dramatic reveal, or if it's a Hallmark movie, maybe there's, you know, stopping someone before they get on a plane kind of moments. Uh, but we wanted to have a, an episode that focused on real women and their real stories and how they really knew that their husband was the person that they wanted to marry. So we asked uh, for responses from our Spoken Bride uh, audience on Instagram. A lot of you wrote in. It was really wonderful to read all of your responses. And uh, we also asked some of our founders as well. So we got some answers from us here at Spoken Bride as well. So I'm just going to take this time to read and reflect on those responses, and hopefully you will find them uh, helpful on your own discernment journey as well. Okay. Someone wrote in and said, God told me during my prayer journaling time while I was studying abroad, but also when we went dancing. And I thought that was just such a fun answer because not only did this woman feel it in her own body and spirit, like there was something physical and embodied that felt true and right for her about their relationship, but also the fact that she had that confirmation from God as well. So like both her and God's will were, you know, in alignment and in agreement. And I think that that's, yeah, we're always hoping and striving to have our will be in alignment with God's, but for her to have such a physical embodied reaction to that was awesome. I thought that was such a cool, cool answer. Someone else wrote in, I felt safe with him. That's great. That's awesome. I, yeah, I can think of so many times and so many people who, you know, they feel nervous with their partner after dating them for such a long time. And I think that, you know, butterflies are great, but if they don't ever go away, I kind of worry that that person never feels like they can fully relax with their partner. So the fact that this woman wrote in, I felt safe with him is so beautiful and such a testament to the trust and to the amazingness that I'm sure that this man is. Okay, someone else wrote in, away at college, a friend and I chatted about my boyfriend back at home and suddenly I just knew. Now we've been together for 13 or over 13 years. I think that's great because sometimes I think that we maybe don't know the answer in our heads, but if you write it down or you tell it to somebody, suddenly you can hear the words you're saying or read the words you're writing and know what you think, like know what you truly believe and what you mean. And so it sounds like for this woman, that that's exactly what happened, that she she was able to see the writing on the wall, so to speak, when she talked to her friend about it, which I think is awesome. And then someone else wrote, I didn't know. I prayed and then chose him. Now that we're married, he is the one. I think that's such a beautiful testament to the ability of like free will and discernment being components for authentic love. Like you must be free to choose the good and to choose somebody and that that is what real love is. Like that is how God loves us. And so obviously that is how we are called to love one another. And so that free choice that, you know, she felt like she entered her marriage through a free choice and then she can continue to freely choose to love this man for the rest of her life is such a beautiful thing. Someone else wrote, he pursued God and I daily. Plus he's my closest friend. I couldn't fathom losing or diminishing our friendship. And I thought this was such a wonderful answer because I think so often in these movies, we maybe 
we don't see the friendship aspect of it. We see like the fireworks and the flirting and the will they, won't they, but we don't see just like the day-to-day friendship between the couple. And the fact that this person highlighted that is so awesome, I think. Also, the fact that she says he pursued God and I daily, like pursuing God first and her daily. Like those are just, that's the right order of relationship. That's just wonderful. I think that this answer is great. This person wrote, when I experienced the way he listened to and honored me when I shared my heart. Wow. Yeah. Like there is something so beautiful to be said about when you're sharing vulnerably and authentically and somebody can receive that vulnerability from you and not, you know, make fun of you or not diminish what you're feeling, but just like hold a place for you to really truly be yourself and really truly feel everything you're feeling. So it sounds like when she experienced his care for her as she shared vulnerable aspects of herself, that that's when she knew he was the right person for her, which is awesome. This person wrote, I knew I wanted to build a family with him as a leader and father figure. This is amazing. Like, do you, if you follow Emily Wilson on Instagram, she recently did a post about this as well, where she talked about how in previous relationships, she had dated men where when she thought about them as the father of her kids, she was like, oh, I don't know if I want that. And I can say from my personal experience, I've been in relationships like that as well, where I, you know, I like someone, I want to marry this person, but when I think about him and the values he has and like him passing those values down to my kids, I get a little like, ooh, I don't know if that's the right choice. And so the fact that this woman knows, or she said she knew that she wanted to build a family with him uh, because she trusted him to raise their kids in a way that was honoring to her and to God and to the kids themselves, like that's just wonderful. Um, this person wrote, I was excited at the prospects, uh, uh, sorry, I was excited at the prospect of spending all the years of my life with him. And I think that's so great because marriage is like for the rest of your life. Like you're going to be with this person every single day and that's a huge commitment and not something to be entered into lightly. And so the fact that this woman is so excited and overjoyed at the idea of spending the rest of the years of her life with this person shows just how how beautiful and how rich the relationship must be because, yeah, you're so excited to be with that person for forever. And this person wrote in, he saw me at my worst pretty much immediately. And I really want to know what the story is behind that. Like, was someone sick? Like, was someone on their period? Like, I just, like, were you not wearing any makeup? You just run a marathon? Like, I'm trying to think of all the experiences that you could be in where someone could see you at your worst. Um, yeah, I know that, oh gosh, I know for Nick and I, we definitely had uh, a day where he showed up and I was just not in a, there was, I'd gotten some, um, some really like shocking news earlier in the day and was just not in a place to be basically with people around. Um, but we'd already made plans and he came over. And so he yeah, saw me at my worst pretty, pretty much that day. I just could not stop crying. And um, so I think that when the men in our lives are able to see us in those really vulnerable, really authentic and raw places that are kind of, they're not like they're pretty in the way that they're beautiful and authentic, but they're not pretty in the way that society tells us pretty's supposed to look. And so when you can feel loved in that place where you're not necessarily pretty, if you're crying or sweaty or something like that, um, 
I think that's just so beautiful because that shows that the man you're with loves you, the whole person, and not just you, how you are sometimes. Someone else wrote in, when he offered to fix a table I had ruined with acetone without hesitation. <laughs> I think this answer is such a wonderful metaphor for life and relationships because sometimes things are going to happen where you make a mistake and it's it's your fault. Like this person ruined a table with, I think it's nail polish remover, acetone. And like for her boyfriend to be like, oh yeah, definitely I'll help you fix that. When he didn't do it, like he didn't have anything to do with it, but because it's a thing that's important to her, you know, a table that she probably cares about, he's going to help her fix it. And I think that that's such a great metaphor for how we hope that these partnerships are, where when someone is struggling, even if you know, it wasn't your fault. You're going to come alongside them and help them to solve their problem. Um, I think that that's just so, so great. This person wrote in, he fit the characteristics of love in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. He was patient, kind, not boastful, etc. I think it's so beautiful that this woman took to scripture when she was trying to discern, seeing how this man measured up against what God has said he wanted for her for her life in his like you know his writings to us um how god tells us what true authentic love is and he embodies that for us but he also lets us know what the rubric is maybe so that we can try to be that loving ourselves and to hopefully to be in relationship with other people who are loving us in that same way this person wrote in he was the first one i met who wanted to live a solid catholic life I think that's so important. Like, I think when you're dating men and they say they're Catholic, it's really important to know if they are Catholic just because they grew up that way and they identify as such, or if they're Catholic because they actually go to mass and practice the sacraments and pray and are in community surrounded by by other Catholics. Um, yeah, I think like I've dated men before who who, yeah, like for them, Catholicism was just the religion that they were born into, and that was kind of where it stopped. And so I think it's really important that this woman identified the difference between being Catholic um, in name maybe only and then being Catholic in name and practice. And this person wrote, he points me back to Jesus. We have the same convictions and we desire the same future. And again, that just speaks to what the other person wrote about those, those similar values, those similar life goals. I think that there are lots of things that you can have about a relationship that don't necessarily need to be shared. Like you don't have to love the same food or love the same hobbies or same TV shows. But when it comes to something like values, I think that those should be shared. Um, And I know that for a lot of people, you know, maybe if you are a person who is Catholic in name only and you're dating someone who is Catholic in practice – you want to support that person who's practicing their faith because you're like, oh, like I can tell it's really important to you. And I know I dated men like that who like they didn't really believe this stuff, but they knew I did. And so they would definitely support me in my belief and support me um, if I wanted to go to mass or something like that. But it's different when you're – it's different supporting someone versus actually living it and sharing it. And I think that you can be supported, you know – till kingdom come by your partner. But if you can't share that life of faith with them, it can be very lonely. Um, and that's, I think that's definitely what I found when I'm, when I dated people and that was the situation. Awesome. So now I wanted to share a couple of, uh, blurbs that our founders wrote. Uh, so this was one of them. 
She wrote, How I knew he was the one. I seriously dated someone else, and his family's flight back home from vacation got delayed overnight, so I was free to attend our parish's annual mass on the beach last minute. During the sign of peace, my future husband, and his sister turned around to give me a hug. We were total strangers at the time. And when I saw his face, it was just that I let go of all the feelings I had for my boyfriend, and something inside me said, I'm going to marry him. It's not a ro- I'm not a romantic in any way, so this whole thing was really jarring. But yeah, I ended up breaking it off three times with my boyfriend, who by that time knew I was head over heels for this other guy. This is just wild to me, this story, because I think that we maybe this sound this sounds like a Hallmark movie to me, you know? Um I think sometimes God really does put these things in our paths if if we're just if what we're doing just isn't the right way. I don't know. I think I've been in situations where I've been interested in someone else or had a crush on someone else, but then ended up dating a guy who was the guy I needed to date right then. Like, I think that sometimes God really does put these people in our paths for a reason. And especially I love how this person wrote that she, this whole thing happened during the sign of peace. A lot of people wrote about a feeling of peace in their spirit. And the fact that God kind of granted this to happen during the sign of peace, I think is so beautiful because it kind of feels like his blessing on on this interruption in her life. I also think it's really great that she, you know, she says she's not a romantic in any way. So the fact that this happened really felt like uh, some sort of like a disturbance or an interruption that really got her attention. Like I think God loves us in the ways like that will get our attention. So we don't always know what's going to happen and we might be going along our merry way, but God knows how to get our attention. And so I love that all of those things were present in this story. And someone else wrote in, she said, as my husband and I became friends and later on started dating, I never experienced a dramatic realization that he was the one. For both of us, the start of our relationship felt so filled with an abiding peace and rightness, a sense of, of course this is it, with zero doubts about whether we would break up. We've had our share of fireworks moments over the years, but for us, the start of everything was the opposite, so calm and clear. In the past, we'd both dated people with whom we'd seriously talked about the possibility of marriage. We felt like we could marry and try to be happy with these partners, despite all the doubts and challenges involved, which we'd misinterpreted as a normal cross of authentic love, rather than an incompatibility in our relationships. I consider it a great grace that after those experiences of doubt and uncertainty, the Lord gave us both such an overwhelming, immediate sureness and clarity with one another. She goes on to say, I do recognize that for some couples, the fireworks and the thunderclaps are their own sense of certainty about their call to marriage. To me, the range of different couples' experiences only emphasizes what a particular, specific love the Father gives to each of us. I just, I love that answer too. Just like I said before, the fact that she felt such overwhelming, immediate peace, uh, really just speaks volumes. I think that the Lord truly does work in peace. And so feelings of anxiety or doubt um, really should be seriously examined if you're if you're discerning marriage with someone. Uh, this feeling of peace and this feeling, I also love how she talked about how 
it wasn't a firework moment. I think, like I said at the beginning, we have these these Hallmark movies that give us this idea that maybe everything needs to be a big dramatic reveal and a sudden like turn, like look over the shoulder to the camera and see this person. But for her, it sounds like it was just kind of slowly and steadily and patiently and surely that it became more and more apparent that this person was the one. And I love how she also pointed out that the wide range of responses that we've heard like today just shows how specifically God loves each of us, that he would give us a story that is so specific to who each of us are and who each of our partners are. So I just love that. Thank you all so much for coming on this journey with me. I, I am not engaged and so I am definitely in a dating relationship and I am in the same boat as many of you, I'm sure, where, you know, you're dating someone and it's a, he's a really wonderful guy, but you're just curious about, about that next step. Like what, what have other people said about that next step? And speaking of that, actually, uh, I highly encourage you to check out the episode that one of our founders, Stephanie Kalis, did with Elizabeth Busby of the Discerning Marriage podcast. Uh, it was a great episode about the nature of beauty. Um, and what the role of beauty is in the wedding day. I think so much of us get caught up feeling like, oh, things are so expensive. Like I probably would have to like maybe cut corners here and there. Like what can I do without? And um, just reminding us that, that the desire for beauty is a good and true and holy thing. And that when we, when we have creative desires and creative impulses, we are in the image of God because he is the creator and he created us in his image. Uh, so I would just highly encourage you if you are in that wedding planning stage as well to check out that episode because it was such a beautiful, um, wonderful eye-opening discussion that I loved listening to. All right. Well, this concludes our podcast episode for today. Uh, we hope you all take care and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs>